Shrilling in the stand is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode this week of Drew for Thursday, February uh, 4th, but it's the 5th. And on uh, today's episode, I fucking am dropping it a day late because, you know, whatever. And, uh, um, you know, in the intro, I got a rhythm flying free foul flow and I just fucked up the intro. Bacon and sausage and ham, you know. Put it in a little package to go. I fucking dislocated my shoulder again this week. Um, I was going real good. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I might have talked about this before, but I have a fucking... I have chronic shoulder instability. It's a medical condition that is not uh, genetic. It is (laughs) self-inflicted. So don't feel bad for me. I did this to myself. I fucking have chronic shoulder instability so when I was 16 I was skateboarding at like three o'clock in the morning and I had my van my dad's van that I got at night and he drove during the day but I actually we get, came to agreement where I would was able to drop him off at work because he his work was only a couple blocks away from my high school so I drop him off at work and then fucking have the van all day anyways I had the van all night and we went to Castle Down Skate Park, which is in the north side of Edmonton. It was like two o'clock in the morning. So we all pulled up our cars and we had our headlights on so that we could see um, the skate park because <clears throat> that was their deterrent. They turned the lights off at night, but it's like, buddy, we're just going to drive our cars up and skateboard. And mind you, I'm not a fucking good skateboarder. I grew up with Edmonton's best skate, that generation of Edmonton's best skateboarding generation. Nobody can fucking argue me about that. Like the best generation of Edmonton skateboarding was like 2000 and fucking one to like 2000 and like five, like six. That's the best generation of Edmonton skateboarding. If you know anything about Edmonton skateboarding, then you fucking know that's true, man. Street Demon, bro. Jamie Tansoni. There's been no fucking better skateboarders, more gnarly or like Hesh or just like that epitomized fucking what skateboarding culture was. And they just they embodied it. And it was just like it was just pure skateboard, man. And so I was, I'm buddies with these guys, right? So I obviously tried skateboarding, but I was like, well, I am the, I have the worst fucking balance in the entire world, man. Like, that's why I ski, because you got big, nice, long feet, you know, you can't really fall on skis. You can fall sideways, but you can kind of get back up, but you got the, like, you can't really fall forwards. So skateboarding is like, it's always been hard for me, but there was a time when I, like, I can't, I can skateboard. So I went to the skate park and I'm the shittiest guy there with all the fucking street demons, like two o'clock in the morning. And we're just fucking skateboarding. And then I pop and I'm just fall and I'm just going, I'm following this line or whatever. And then I didn't even see this fucking curb edge thing. And I fell right off and I just, and it was dark. So I was like, oh my God. And I pulled my arm out and I landed like this and ah, and I popped my shoulder out and I was like, ah, and I fucking rolled over and it like popped right back in. And I was like, oh my God, like, ah, and it like hurt so fucking bad. But then I was just like, ah, it's like back in now, like whatever, like it's fine. And then I kind of was like 16. So I was just like, whatever about it. And then I was, uh, and then like eight, six, seven months later, I was teaching skiing and I popped off this like huge jump at Sunridge where I was like skiing. And then I, and I landed on a flat, which if is like bad, you got to land on an angle. So I popped off the jump and I flew over the fucking landing and I landed on a flat and then my arm popped out <laughs> and I was teaching a lesson at the time too. And then I was like, ah, and I like threw my shoulder back in, like how it always does. And then it like came back in. And then I was like, oh my God, but I had these like children, like literal like children with me. So I like couldn't say anything. I had to like be like brave guy, you know, like Captain Red Shirt, brown pants. 
And uh, I'll tell that joke later. That's my one of my dad's favorite jokes that he used to tell when I was a kid. But um, fucking, I popped it out again, and that was the second time. And then ever since then, it's been like popping out. Like I don't know, maybe it's been like. So what was that? 17 and I'm 31 now. So like uh, probably like uh, another 15 or 20 times now I've popped my shoulder out like and I was doing and because it's so it's just like chronic shoulder instability and I, I just like falls in and out and it fucking sucks. And I went to this doctor at Toronto uh, Western right in, in Kensington Market and he was like came in and I was like I went and got the, I wanted to get an MRI like I wanted to like look at it and like see what the fuck's going on and this guy instantly he's just like hey lift your arm and I'm like yeah I can't really like lean like reach back with this arm without it like feeling like it's gonna pop out and he's just like okay yeah well I'll schedule you for a surgery I'm like well buddy and he like was wearing this shirt and then he's like and, and it was like a uh, the a couple of the top two buttons were undone and he and so he wasn't wearing a tie and he came in with this like swagger that I didn't like his energy was just like real like arrogant and then he just instantly all I did was like raise my arm and he's like yeah we'll schedule you for surgery and he's like just this butcher and I didn't like that he wasn't wearing a tie and that he fucking had his chest hair popping out and I was like you seem like fucking I don't know man like you're like greasy bro like I don't know like I know. <laughs> I just didn't like him. So I was like, fuck you, bro. I'm not going in for the slice and dice. Cause it's like a six month of like recovery, man. Like they go in there atheroscopically now, but it's still like, uh, it's still a hard surgery, man. They're like pretty much like redoing your entire like cartilage or whatever the fuck is wrong with me. So I was good for like a whole year on like, you know, my movements. I've been like, okay, I've been adjusting the way that I move. And, you know, I try to like do like different exercises to try to make sure that like, you know, I'm not decaying over there without overextending it. And I was feeling like I was actually getting stronger in the recent couple months. I actually felt, which is probably the fucking problem is that I felt like I was getting back to normal finally for once because I was like being okay with it. And it's been a year since I popped it out. Like the last time I did it was reaching backwards in a fucking vehicle. It's always reaching backwards. And then this time happened, I was sitting right fucking here. I was teaching a guitar lesson and I fucking reached back to turn up the volume on this and I didn't roll back. And then my whole arm just went like, ah! and then I was like, ah! and I fucking threw my guitar, my student. And then fucking Courtney comes running in. is like, ah, I'm like, my fucking shoulder. Ah! And I like sat back down and I like felt like I was going to fucking pass out. Cause you're like literal, like limb is like disconnected from your body for like a second. And this time it was the longest it ever stayed out. It was probably like five or six seconds. Most time it lasts like under like two seconds but this time it was like ah! and then i was like ah! <laughs> it fucking hurt so bad man and now i'm like back to fucking square one with my shoulder which is just the absolute worst man like and now and i'm like okay now i want to get surgery but it's fucking corona vid and i'm fucking all these surgeries are backlogged from when it, they uh, all that shit popped off first and then fucking all this shit with now and just fucking it's just gonna take forever and i don't know man like i just i don't know what to do man i just got a fucking bung shoulder my shoulder is like right bunged and i don't really know how to feel about it other than fucked <laughs> and i just been living this like shoulder guy life for like so long i've been like a shoulder guy that was something i had to bring up in my relationship very early on with courtney it's like i'm a shoulder guy i want to let you know like i'm a shoulder guy this is a thing <laughs> i'm a fucking shoulder guy i also got a bad ankle from a fucking bouncer to strip club beating me up when i was 18 
I was asking for it, but whatever. He's <laughs> I was 18, man. Why are you gonna whoop an 18 year old's ass in a strip club? He was <laughs> he was telling me to turn my hat. I couldn't have my hat backwards, and I was like, "Fuck you! I'm wearing my hat backwards." And then he made me turn it forwards, and then I would like wait till he walked away, and then I turn it backwards. And then it's like, wait, who cares? Who even cares, man? Like, we're like, what does that even matter? What the fuck orientation my hat is? But they're just making these arbitrary rules because it's the North Side and like whatever gang, whatever bullshit they were trying to say. Um, they're like, oh yeah, if you wear your hat backwards, you're in a gang. But like, if you wear it forwards, then these other like 19 dudes that you're with, like, that's fine. <laughs> they're not in a gang. Their hats are all pointed forwards. <laughs> Um, these guys spending $1,000 on a bottle of champagne with their hats pointed forward are clearly just industrious oilmen. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lurch fucking beat me up and I, and I was just like, and then I, well, I wasn't even, he like pushed me and then I like slipped on a piece of concrete that like broke. It was like in, it was like in, the, it's hard to describe, but it was like the parking lot was like, there was a, a wire fence, a regular fence. And then the. And then it went into a grass hill and then, and then the concrete, I just stood there and it just like, ah, and I remember, and then he like pushed me and then my ankle like twisted. I was like, ah, and then I fucking fell to the ground. And I remember my homies picked me up and they were like carrying me like soldier style. And they're like, fuck you, Lurch. We called him Lurch because he was like giant. <laughs> fucking Eden. Anybody knows any Northside motherfuckers in Edmonton know about Eden. I hopefully, hopefully that place is that ha has to be shut down now. It absolutely has to be shut down now. But that's where I went for my 18th birthday. I don't even know why. I didn't. I don't even like the strippers. But it was just something that you did when you turned 18. It was just like kind of like something that you do. Like everyone was on board with it. Like we got a limo. My fucking everyone knew what was going down. They're like, yeah, we're going to Eden. I can't believe my mom let that go down. She was, her prudish sensibilities would have fucking were probably just firing off at all cylinders. But uh, culturally speaking, everyone was down with it. So. It was weird. Alberta. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do a little bit of motherfucking. How was my week? How was my week? How was my week? I don't know. I feel like I live in the fucking vortex, bro, of everything being the same. At least I got classes again now and I have some assignments to do and just write some commercials and all these assignments are the same, like write more commercials and record them and just or record like random. Now my assignments are actually recording ad libs, 30 second and, and 60 second ad libs. I'm like, yo, what about like a 20 minute ad lib? <laughs> like, can I hit you with a podcast? Can I just turn in my podcast? one episode of my podcast and that can be the whole my all my projects if we're just gonna do 30 second ad libs for the whole semester how's one podcast i can ad lib i'm doing it right now uh, <laughs> so yeah i've just been fucking working on projects and um and cooking just regular like uh vegetarian like meals or like chicken meals you know it's actually nice i got the cost of fucking groceries i got has been like uh, once you get the get that shit up and running, man, you can kind of fucking keep your grocery bill under like on, uh, this week was like it was like seventy bucks, man. If you know how what you're doing and you got your shit in bulk and you plan out your recipes, you only kind of need to like buy some fresh stuff every now and then. you kind of like re up on the fresh stuff. 
I got that Kirkland jug of olive oil. Just that, all that Kirkland. Just get that big volumetric, buddy, volumetric discounts, man. The real price of your groceries is not the actual price. But if you look tiny on the, on the, if you zoom right the fuck in, it says price per hundred grams or like price per fucking thing. And that's the fucking real price that you're paying for. Don't look at the actual price. So it says $29.99. Maybe it's only 99 cents per liter. That's the fucking dish soap that you want. Because if you look at the other dish soap and it says fucking, oh, this is $5.99. Well, that's, I'm not going to spend 30 bucks on dish soap. But you look and it says it's fucking $3.89 per 100 milliliters. Buddy, you're paying fucking like four times the price for your detergent. (laughs) We got to look at the fucking volumetric per fucking whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. It's math. (laughs) <laughs> of course you know what I'm talking about um, So yeah, now I got to bake cookies Me and Ian, we baked, co- uh, we baked cakes last week And now we're baking cookies this week We're just a couple fucking domesticated house bros This is my buddy, this is uh, Courtney's best friend's fiance <coughs> Who's like uh, in the middle of a career change right now So he's got a lot of time on his hands So he's fucking just, he's falling down the food hole, bro And I'm like, I know exactly what that's like, bro when you have nothing, when the void is empty and there must be accomplishments. <laughs> um, okay, so now would be a good time to talk about a fucking big news here. You guys fucking hear that? Yeah, oh, can you fucking hear that? Time for big news with Drew. Okay, big news with Drew. We got fucking... Um, I was the victim of a fucking sticky-fingered Canada postcock sucker. Again, last time... It's happening again. So King Tut sent me some shit for fucking Christmas. And and it was, it was sliced right open and then taped back up. And the only thing... And it was supposed to be a zip and a Christmas card. And the only thing left in there was the Christmas card. So I messaged them like, yo, that's fucked up. And everyone was like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. Weird. Never seen that before. And now we're doing the giveaway. So I've been talking about the extracts giveaway. So they mail me the fucking shit and um, half of it. And it's the same thing. Same protocol. Sliced over the fucking top and then taped around the fucking top. And this time there was, and I, and I grabbed the bag. And as soon as I pulled up, I pulled it. I was like, oh my fucking God, I knew it. So I brought it upstairs and then I pulled out my camera and then I was just like, fucking look at this. And then, so I unzipped it or whatever. And these fucking guys left half the fucking shit this time. (sighs) So it's like fucking, what do you do? Do you call Canada Post and be like, you guys are stealing my weed? (laughs) Like, what the fuck do you say to them? Like, how do you, like... It clearly it's someone who got a sniff of the bag. This is my intuition is that someone got a sniff of this fucking bag like down the line somewhere and then they and they, of the ounce and they're like, holy fuck. And then they felt it and then they took a sniff and they're like, no way. And then they're like, fuck it. And then they zipped it open, fucking took it. And they're like, what? And then they fucking took the zip and then taped it back up and said, fuck you. And then the second time they see, they're like, oh, this guy at the sorting thing. They're like, oh, same fucking place, same guy. And then they shake it and then they can see and then they do the fucking same thing. And then this guy saw it because now we're giving away, look at at least what what is left. I don't know how many, I'm still talking to the king right now, but we still have six uh, sugar waxes, butter, 
butter and sh and some other sh uh, sugar wax or butter and some other extract. We got extract. So this is what's the going on. We're doing a fucking giveaway, and I don't want to. It's hard because it's tainted now because some fucking Canada postcock suckers got half this shit that was supposed to be your guys's. But anyways. We're still going to do a giveaway. So, okay. So I got six extracts. I think I'm going to give away two packs of three because there's two little of those metal fucking fork metal things in there. And then there's two dab mats too. Two, two of these things. Cause I know you need these. I don't know why, but I know you need them. And uh, <laughs> I've only ever been offered dabs. You know, I feel like a fucking hot girl at the bar. Like I've never paid for Jaeger shots. I've just done them. I've, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm like that with dabs. Um, so yeah, and like there's shit come missing off here. So anyways, we're gonna do fucking follow me, follow King Tuts, and uh, tag a friend. So I'm, when I make the post, watch out for it on Instagram. I'm probably just gonna run this contest on Instagram because that's the only, that's the best thing for something like this. And uh, yeah, you just fucking tag a friend, follow King Tuts, follow me, and tag a friend. And then uh, yeah, we're trying to just get the word out about the podcast and the fucking King Tuts and you know, just the weed in, in general. And just weed in general. <laughs> I'm doing this for weed in general. Um, okay, so yeah. And also, obviously, you can go to kingtotscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order. And if it's your first time, we'll give you 15 extra percent. Because we're still drug dealers. We're giving you a little extra. Because it's your first motherfucking time. Um, okay, hit them up. Uh, with the thank yous to the Patreons. Anthony, Patrick, Nick, Mac, Taryn, Blair, Bryce, Bubba, Marnus, Mike, D, Joel, and the Hall of Fame, Colette and Andre. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you for watching. Shout out to our sponsor, kingtestcannabis.com. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the show. Now I'm going to upload this. I'm a day late, but that's okay. When you work for yourself and... You're allowed to be late for work. <laughs>